Hey friends, it's Stephanie here, also known as Giving Gal with episode number 86 of Giving Your Best Life. So if you listen to episode 85, at the end I chatted about how on this podcast I'm going to talk about everything books, writing a books, you know, my experience. Um, and the reason why I wanted to do it is I have published four books the in the last five years. So the Giving Challenge, Gratitude Challenge, Thank You Notes to God, and my children's book, Giving Gal. And I'm getting ready to l- release number five and number six, Giving Gal and the Christmas Cookie Extravaganza and Uncommon Christmas. And I have a whole slew of books behind that. And so I'm always getting people asking me about how I wrote my books, how long did it take me, the process, how much did it cost? I mean, a thousand questions. Um, I, I should have pulled up the stats, but it's something like, 80 to 90% of people like want to buy, want to write a book, but only like 1% actually do. Um, And I think there's a lot of reasons why people actually don't write a book. And one of it is, is just don't know. Um, I know for me, when I was getting started is I didn't know any other authors. So I was trying to navigate this on my own. Um, And so I put out on Facebook today, just asking people, um, you know, if they wanted to write a book, and if so, what what questions did they have? And honestly, I wanted to be really organized with like taking all the questions and, you know, starting from the beginning of the process and flowing to the end and just realizing that I don't have the time to do that because there were so many good questions. Um, And one of the things, so I want to start there because that's that is one of the biggest points that I want to make about writing and why I think people don't do it is because we're, we, we're waiting for everything to be perfect. Um, the perfect time, the right situation, um, you know, just the, the writing to be perfect for the right stories, for whatever it is, a perfect time in life, having enough time to do it, whatever it is, is we're always looking for something to be perfect. And what I realized writing my first book is nothing was going to be perfect. Like that time was never going to come. And so you know, I just had to say, okay, this is good enough and I'm going to put it out there. And then my next book is going to be better and what should, what, what it is. Um, now what I was able to do is go back and revise, um, the giving challenge and do some updates to it. But, um, I, I wouldn't recommend that for every book. There were a couple of reasons that I actually did that, but that's probably not something normal. So, Um, Before I dive into the questions, I want to let you know, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, October 2022, I am going to do a one-day writer's retreat. The cost will be $199, and it will be interactive. It'll be a small group. It will dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that we're going to discuss today, but because it's going to be hands-on, is you will leave the writer's retreat with a plan in hand, an outline, um, so that when you go back home, you you start writing more. Um, and then it comes with one month of coaching with me, um, just so you have that accountability and you keep. So if you're interested in learning more about the writer's retreat, 
send me an email at stephanie at givinggal.com. Again, that's going to be in October, most likely October 15th in Northwest Indiana. So it's going to be in person. Okay, so I'm going to dive into these questions. If somebody sent me a direct message, I'm not going to use their names because I think maybe they want it private. Um, But I'll also give a shout out to some of the people that did ask questions. So the first question that comes is from Karen. And I'm going to specify because there is a little bit of difference when it goes from whether it's a children's book, nonfiction, fiction, a gift book. Um, I also want to say that this is my experience. There may be a better way There are way more experienced authors out there. I am still learning. I've made a ton of mistakes, which is why I feel like at least I try to help people is because people can learn from my mistakes. I've wasted a lot of money, which I try not to look at it as a waste. It's like, well, I made that mistake. I'm not going to do that again. And I'm also going to tell somebody what not to do and what not to spend money on. And every day I get better. I read a lot. I read books on writing. I am in Facebook groups that are just with authors. I get other authors or experts in the writing industry, their newsletter. I watch YouTube videos. So I will say that I invest a lot of time in my professional development as it relates to writing. And I'm learning something every day. And that's one thing that I would challenge you is if you are interested in writing is one, kudos to you. You're listening to this podcast, but uh, two is, you know, start to carve out a little bit of time each week or each month, just a little, learn a little bit more about writing, being an author in the publishing world. So I'm going to dive right in. One of the questions that we have from Karen, shout out to Karen, is that in writing a children's book, how um, and at what point do you look for an illustrator? So when I first started writing Giving Gal is I think the first thing that you have to do is have a vision of what you want your book to look like and what you want your characters to look like um, because illustrators, all illustrators have different styles. Um, And I will say, if you're like, Stephanie, I don't even know, go to a bookstore and start picking up books and taking notes of which kind of illustrations you like and colors and, um, or lack of colors. Or if you've uh, seen any of my, or seen my children's book is it's very colorful. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and I could see all that in my head. So I had to find an illustrator that I knew would meet my requirements because if not, you're going to be disappointed in your book. So I think first thing is, is you have to understand and think about what's the vision for your book. What do you want it to look like? Um, and then at what point? Well, it really depends. It depends if you're self-publishing your book or if you're going to traditional publishing. If you go traditional publishing, they will get the illustrator for you, pay for it. If you do it yourself, for me is I started looking for illustrators during the writing process. Um, you know, started reaching out to them, see what their fees were, how do they work? 
And when I did land on my illustrator, then it was working on a contract. And um, just I had to wait for her, to be honest, um, because she was backed up a little bit. And, um, and then the story has to be finished and professionally edited before you send it to the illustrator. Um, the other thing too is when you send it to the illustrator is you have to give them your vision. So they will take that and use their creativity. Um, and sometimes they'll come back with what you want. Sometimes it's better than what you wanted. It's sometimes it's a little bit of difference and you can work with them. Um, for me, my children's books are self-published and I found my illustrator through Instagram, um, just looking through different hashtags. Um, so that's a little bit about when and how you find your illustrator. Another question uh, Teresa asked is, how costly is it? So it depends. Children's books are very expensive because you have the illustration cost. Um, and I will say is the better your illustrator the more you're going to pay. You will also pay, uh, my illustrator is not in the United States. And so you're probably going to pay a little bit less if you're working with somebody who is not in the U.S. versus working with somebody in the U.S. Also, what is their experience? Do they work with an agency? Um, but, you know, illustrations very costly, can be from a couple of thousands of dollars to, I got a quote, and I think the illustrator was $25,000. Um, not using that illustrator, but that just gives you like a range. If you're looking at uh, fiction and nonfiction, a lot of fiction books will be more words. So you look at the editing cost. Now, no, if you go traditional publishing, you don't pay anything. They take care of all these costs. I'm speaking as it relates to uh, self-publishing. Um, so you have to pay editors. There's your developmental editor. There's your line editor. There's your proofreader. And again, it depends on what are you paying for. I've seen and worked with people who charged by the hour. Um, and I've worked with people who charge $17 an hour. I've worked with people who charge $35 an hour. And I've worked with people that it costs, you know, thousands of dollars to work with them as it relates to the editing. So it depends on the quality, people's experience, um, the type of editor you're going to get, what you're going to pay for them. And then if you're self-publishing, you have to pay for the cover design. You have to pay for the formatting inside the book. Um, and the format formatting is going to be different. You have to decide if you want a hardcover, a paperback, if you want it in a like a, key, a Kindle or um, an EPUB file, if you want an audio book. So all those things are going to cost you um, depending on, you know, what, what type of book that you're going to have. Um, so just know that those are some of the main costs is the editing, the cover design, the formatting. Um, you'll also have, there's like some fees as it relates to the back ISBN number. You get your Library of Congress number for free and then illustration if you're doing your children's books. So uh, books self-published can be very costly and I've seen people do it really cheap. Um, and a lot of times really cheap books look really cheap. So just, you kind of pay what you get for them. Um, let's see here. Toby has some great questions about what are the steps in the process? Do I write the whole book and take it to a publisher? Do I put a one to 
two-page outline together of bullet points and take that? Um, how do I evaluate publishers? So I love this question because it's focused on traditional publishing. So right now in the traditional publishing world is that you know, it is very, very competitive landscape. You will need to have an agent. Um, there are very few publishers out there right now that will not work with an author unless they have an agent. So that's usually the first hurdle that you have to get over is to find that agent. Where do you find your agents? Um, you know, being in authors groups, Googling, there's different market books, uh, being on Twitter. But I will say the number one place I think to find an agent is to go to writers conferences. Um, every writers conference that I've been to, there have been literary agents there. There have been editors with publishers there and you can sign up to meet with them. Typically it's free. You'll get so many meetings uh, with the conference fee. And so I actually, um, years ago, I had an agent and then I got rid of them. And now I have another agent. I just signed with Bethany Jet with um, Kyle uh, Agency, which um, I'm very excited about. I'm very excited to have an agent and go traditional publish. So first thing is, is you have to find an agent. And, you know, when you're working with an agent, at least for me, is we're working on specific books. So um, what you have to do is put together a proposal. And really, I look at the proposal and I'm just now getting into this. I did a proposal years ago, like 2014, 2015. Now I'm just getting back in. But your proposal is really your marketing plan. Remember, when it comes to traditional publishing, you don't win, um, you know, it's not New York Times best or uh, best writing author, you know, it's best selling author. That's what the traditional publishers care about is how many books can you sell. So you put together a proposal and that proposal um, is about your book, who your audience is. Um, you will do like, you know, why is this the right time? Why are you the right person? So you really got to sell yourself. Um, but it's then how are you going to sell this book? You will do a chapter by chapter um, overview. So typically it's like a chapter and then it's an overview of the chapter. Um, and then I think the proposal that I'm writing now is three chapters. So it won't be the whole book, um, but it is three chapters. That's for nonfiction. For children's, I think they like to see the whole book. And maybe even for fiction, they like to see the whole book. So it depends on the type of the book that um, you're doing. So, you know, um, that's really how you go with traditional publishers is have an agent, um, have a specific book in mind when you're, when you're querying that agent and working, pitching with them, and then it'll be a proposal. And the proposal, I think my proposal is 30 plus pages right now, um, and I'm not, not finished. So that just gives you a little bit of an idea of how you, how you go about that. Um, let's see here. Some of the other questions that I get is don't know where to start, how to publish it. 
Um, will others read it? So this is from Judy. I love that last question, Judy, is will others read it? So if you don't know where to start is, first of all, you got to start with your idea. What's your book about? Who is your target audience? Uh, what type of book is it? Is it fiction? Is it nonfiction? Is it young adults? Is it a children's book? Um, you know, why are you writing this book? Why do people care? Why are people going to read it? What's the goal of your book? Um, it's very different if your goal of the book is just to have a book as opposed to having a book and selling 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 copies. Um, I know people, their goal is to get traditionally published versus they don't want to self-publish. Um, I've been to writers' conferences where people have spent 10, 15 years trying to get traditionally published. So you got to understand why you're writing the book, what's your goal of the book. Um, and then I always say is write, sit down and start writing. Um, I talked a little bit about the publishing process. And then the question is, will others want to read it? Um, you know, it depends what you're writing. So you'll always have friends that I think will want to read your book. And then if you look at the marketing, for me is I've grown my audience through speaking. And what I found is after speaking, I have people that want to read my book um, because they liked what I had to say from the stage and they wanted a little bit more. Um, same if you've had one book and you're putting out a second book. If people liked your first book, they're probably going to pick up your second book. So all great questions, Judy. Let's go to Renee. Um, she says, you know, would it be better to do self-publishing versus traditional publishing? And it, it really it goes back to, that's why I always start with like, what's your goal? What is your why? So there's pros and cons to both of those. Self-publishing, you can get it done quicker. You have control over, you know, pretty much everything that you want to do with your book. One of the downsides of or self-publishing versus traditional is with traditional, they cover all the expenses. So self-publishing is, you know, you're out a lot of money up front. It's a bigger risk for you. But um, it also motivates me, you know, for every book that I have, I know exactly how much money I have in, in each book. I know how much I have to sell or to get speaking engagements to kind of pay off that book. So I am really motivated as it relates to um, my self-publishing and, and at least getting my money back. Um, obviously, I always want to make more money than what I have in it, but, you know, it does motivate you. Uh, I talked a little bit about how you find an agent if you go the traditional route, um, so that's good. And then I talked about finding an illustrator. The other thing that I didn't talk about on an illustrator as it relates to a children's book is I bought books that they had illustrated. So my illustrator, Angelina, is I bought books that she had illustrated. I reached out to authors that she had worked with. Um, and that was, you know, I did my own vetting. I just didn't go off of, I found her on Instagram, but I didn't just go off her Instagram post is I wanted to see her work and I wanted to talk to the authors that worked with her. So just know that, um, you know, I would vet the people that you're going to work with. 
Um, the other thing too is as it relates to your work, I know I said this earlier, but you always want to make sure that you have a professional editor. I've had people tell me, you know, oh, I majored in English. Oh, I majored in this. You know, I'm really good at grammar. Um, and I will tell you, and there's special, like I would say, training and experience that takes it to be an editor. Um, and so if you don't have your books edited, people are going to know. I can tell books that have not been professionally edited um, and, and catch quite a few mistakes. And so you do always want to make sure that you invest that money in um, edited, being edited. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so this is from Mariah. And uh, she has a great storyline for a book. It's finding the time and enough words. And I think Mariah was going to, uh, it's going to be a fiction book. So first of all is finding the time. Um, This is a big one. This is for anything that you want to do in your life is can you find the time to do it? And I always say is we all have the same hours in the day. It just depends on how we prioritize those hours and what our priorities are. So I never know what's going on in other people's lives. But for me, one of my priorities is writing. So I write almost every day. And um you know, you have to decide is if I want a book, you know, how bad do I want it? Is this the right time? And if so, I have to make a commitment to write, you know, once every day, once a week, whatever it is. I will say there is power. I've done this with multiple people that I have coached and work with of just even sitting down for five minutes, setting a timer down and committing to write five minutes every day. Um, And you may say, Stephanie, what's the difference five minutes is going to make? Well, think about it. At the end of the week, if you wrote every day for seven days at five minutes, you're over a half an hour of writing. What I found with these clients is also is they tend to write more than the five minutes. Um, Oftentimes, it's not the time. It's not that we don't have time. It's getting our butt in the seat to actually write. So that is one of my recommendations is, you know, just sit down, start writing. Now, there are different types of writing. I read James Patterson's book, James Patterson. It's amazing. I loved it. It's one of my favorite favorite books. Um, and it's his audio autobiography. And he, for his fiction books, I think he said they're like, I feel like I'm going to get the number wrong, but like 70 page outlines, like he outlines in detail his books. I'm working on a fiction book and I'm what you call a pantser. I literally sat down. I swear like God gave me the first scene and I went, And next thing you know, I've written 20,000 words or so in that book. Um, So you just have to kind of decide what kind of writer you are. Um, And then if you're an outliner, sit down, do the outliner outline. Um, Also, I have a friend that's doing nonfiction and she's big on like, you know, if there's worlds, locations, scenes, doing the character development. So really sitting down and envisioning all the details of the characters up front so you can write about them also. Um, I talked a little bit about, so this is Gina, uh, about the process. I talked about that uh, promotion. Um, Yeah, so promoting your books, I always say, you know, it's kind of on the 
the back end. You can be talking about it as you're um, putting it out there. I'm kind of bad about this, but you want to get people involved also in the process of as you're going along, you know, having them choose. I, I found the other day back in 2016, it was actually you guys who helped me choose the tagline for my first book, The Giving Challenge. It's 40 Days to a More Generous Life. That was voted. I think I gave four options. That was voted on um, by you know my followers on on Facebook and so it's getting people involved. I think the other thing too that I've learned is I know many people who have self-published they focused on launch day, they had a great launch and then you never heard anything about their book be you know the rest of the time. For me is I'm long term, you know, I'm always thinking about my book every day, doing stuff to promote the book, making relationships, sending out free books, um, engaging with other authors, doing podcast interviews. So for me, it's a long term strategy and just, you know, always network, building relationships and finding ways that I can um, promote my book. Let's see here. What else? Um, I think I've answered most of the questions. Um, you know, I will say just to kind of back up a little bit or, or maybe recap is, you know, understand your why, understand your goal, what type of book that you have that you're writing, um, you know, start researching in your field. One thing that I love to do, I I did this for a book that um, hasn't, I don't, it's maybe halfway written, but I just went and walked around a bookstore one day and looked at covers just to get ideas. You know, sometimes that's a little bit of inspiration of like what you want a cover to look like, what colors, um, you know, think branding colors. I know I mentioned in the beginning is um, the giving challenge, the original cover was pink, hot pink, and with a teal bow. And it was beautiful. I loved it. My friend Kelsey designed it for me. But um, at the end of the day, I never thought I was going to have another book. So I never really thought about branding. Um, But then when I started to work on my second book, The Gratitude Challenge, I realized I didn't want to brand off that hot pink and, and teal. And so I ended up going back doing some updates and edits to the giving challenge, update the cover. Um, And so now if you look at the giving challenge, the gratitude challenge and thank you notes to God, they all look like they go together um, and and part of the same brand. So those are some things to think about when you're thinking about your your cover and and kind of design is maybe thinking a little bit more long term. Um, one of the biggest things to writing is just sitting down and committing to writing. Some people do it by, I have to do it by time because I don't write on word count. Um, my girlfriend who's writing is she does word count and she has to get so many words in each day. I've also had people that have written, you know, done it by, okay, I have to get a chapter done or, you know, that sort of thing. So do what works best for you and what you can commit to. 
Um, friends, I hopefully this has been a, a good discussion. You've learned stuff. I feel like I've probably missed a lot throughout the, the process, but um, I'm actually starting to lose my voice a little bit as I'm, I'm chatting through this. So if I didn't answer your question, if I missed something, if you have a follow-up, feel free to shoot me an email at stephanie at givinggal.com. Uh, just a reminder always, it helps me so much is if... Um, if you share this episode, so if you know somebody that wants to write a book, share this episode, share it on social media, subscribe, um, subscribe to the podcast, and then leave me a review. All those things help me um, as it relates to the podcast and, and getting noticed. And then again, too, uh, I'm doing a writer's retreat October, most likely October 15th. If you're interested in that, send me an email at stephanie at givinggal.com. And as always, you know, this is just an example. Writing, I think, is one of the ways that we share our gifts, we share our stories, we share our testimonies. Um, for me, it's I'm so grateful for the opportunity to get to write. I'm grateful for the people that buy my books um, and support me. And um, it's also a big goal. It's a big goal to tackle taking on writing a book and seeing it all the way through to uh, the end of the process, getting it published, holding that book in your hand and uh, getting it into a bookstore. Um, that's always a big goal. And then at the end of the day, for me, it's um, I don't do anything without God. You know, that is the foundation for all of my books. I have a, a quote on my desk that I wrote. It's actually a prayer um, and my husband carved it out for me. And it says, Dear Lord, give me the stories to create books that make a difference and forge a path for readers to discover at the perfect time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And um, so I always pray that, you know, I am writing what uh, what is God has laid on my heart to, um, you know, bring a little hope in the world and, and hopefully turn people back to him at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, all these things, this is just how you go out and get to giving your best life.